Welcome to Growing With The Nearest podcast presented by Family Made Media. We are the Nearas, and we're here to learn and grow with you in the areas of faith, purpose, and relationship. Yes, so excited about today's episode. We have a special guest, Miss Kari Ellen Johnson, (laughs) a.k.a. one of Sonya's best friends. (laughs) So this is going to be a fun episode. I might be like a fly on the wall. This (laughs) one just... (laughs) Just sitting over here as they cry and as they, you know, stop. I'm literally, (laughs) but but I'll jump in where I can. Let me read (laughs) our bio. (laughs) Just kidding. Cariella Johnson grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, where she is most known for her lacrosse prowess, competing at the highest level of lacrosse in the world on USA stages, playing D1 college lacrosse at the University of Maryland, and playing in the inaugural days of the Women's Professional Lacrosse League. Come on. While she's hung up the cleats due to a series of traumatic brain issues, she's committed to picking up the fragmented pieces in pursuit of wholehearted living with Jesus. She serves on several intercessory prayer teams and believes in deliverance and healing of the body, soul, and spirit. Her story is one of radical faith that continues to be an intimate unraveling of her own grave clothes and choosing to believe God's story of love, freedom, and resurrection in her life. She is currently going back to school to be a counselor to help other people heal from the fragments of trauma and abuse. Please welcome to the Growing with the Nearest podcast, Kari Ellen Johnson. I think we're done here, right? (laughs) I am literally crying. I cannot stop it. Oh, baby. I love Kari Ellen so much. I know. She's an incredible person. She's so special. And I'm crying because she's moving. Yeah. (laughs) So this is such a special episode because we just get to connect yes before you get sent off Absolutely. following god because that's the topic today yes. is following god and i was like yes the perfect person for this is Kari ellen yeah because that's Amen. why she's moving it's because she's just following, following god. god and yeah. i you're gonna have to you're gonna have to lead Absolutely. us well, how I are you doing Kari ellen <laughs> i'm doing really tell good tell us how you're doing how is life treating you in this season can i have a tissue <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not Playing. I think there My might makeup's be some everywhere. Yeah. I promise I'll be fine after five minutes. Don't yeah, you look great? <laughs> it's all good. This we is don't beautiful. have to cut it. This is no. This is beautiful. This is this the is Lord. What it's is this is what the Lord does. Yeah. 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 Praise God, you look great. Thanks. <laughs> I I'm doing great. I feel honored yeah. to be here. Absolutely. You guys have been amazing friends. Yeah. yeah. Like best friends here in Nashville, mm. and so it is. It's bittersweet. Yeah. Yes. It feels. Um, timely. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville season. Yeah. Yeah. So take us to the beginning. Take us to like Mm. just the your. I would love to go back to your childhood. How 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 we're going back to the childhood. How was Kari Ellen (laughs) raised in Annapolis? Obviously, Annapolis is mostly known for the military academy there. Really. And you know, so tell us about growing up in Annapolis. What was your family dynamic like? What was you know, that whole experience like for you? Yeah. Well, we have this funny home video that my mom used to, to we talk about it now still, but it was, my nickname was called Putty Pie. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like the day in the life of Putty Pie. She was like, no one will believe what this kid gets into. Yeah. <laughs> She's everywhere. She's like this little tornado. Yeah. She couldn't keep up. So she filmed it one day. Yeah. And it started off with me like walking in. She's like the day in life of Putty Pie and walking in. I'm like spanking my animals. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, they threw up. She's like, do I spank you when you grow up? <laughs> so I was... I was just a, a kid that was just creative mm. and into so much, so many different things, dabbling yeah. things. Not much has changed. <laughs> yeah. So. I agree. Nothing. Not much has changed. No. So you we were raised. Dabbling and, and, and she's always, she's so creative. Oh, so creative. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had so many conversations with people um, who love the way Kari Ellen decorates her house. Oh, yeah. It's like I've seen her creativity in so many ways, but I feel like I got to see so much more of it when you bought a house. Yeah. And like the most beautiful finds. Yes. Ever. Yeah. I'm like, intentional. Where did you Everything find was this? so intentional. Everything's intentional. Everything has a story. Everything, Everything has a story. Has a story. Everything the Lord led her to. It's like just so cool. You're just yeah. such a cool person. I know. So it's like you're creative and athletic obby. Yeah. Right. Did we hear that bio? Yeah. That's like the coolest thing yeah. ever. We'll like, get so into cool. that. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian's. Sorry, he's leading it. No, we'll get there. Absolutely. Okay, so growing up, you know, what age did you start playing lacrosse? And when did it start getting really serious? When did your parents realize that, oh, she's really good at this? Were there other sports that you played? Like, just yeah. how was that whole, like, what was the upbringing like? What was the, you know, those adolescent years like? Busy. Um, I played basketball, field hockey, lacrosse. I swam. I danced. I did a little bit of everything. Wow. Um, and on the East Coast, like, you, you get a stick basically from the womb. So I think really? second grade is when I started. And, wow. Um, my sister awesome. ended up playing at Duke. My brother played. Whoa, at Duke? Yeah. And so wow. we had a little family rivalry yeah. in Maryland and Duke. But, yeah, I, from early on, it was it was lacrosse. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What was the lacrosse scene like? You know, because I see, I'm, like, basketball has AAU. Uh-huh. And, you know, football doesn't really have, like, a competitive space outside of, like, you know, school systems. Yeah. But what was it like for lacrosse? Were you, like, playing every weekend in a different oh, state, yeah. traveling, your parents, like, div- life devoted to it? I know. Special shout out to them. I'm like, they sacrificed so many weekends. Wow. So much money for us to play on club teams. And, I mean, it was it was amazing. It was a lot. It was a lot of, similar to AU. Yeah. Where, like, your every day, every practice. Wow. You're getting trained. What was recruitment like for you? Um, like, were there a lot of schools that wanted you to come play? Yeah. <laughs> come on. That's Don't be humble now. Because I, I you love better my, tell us, Corey. This is the like glory that. days. I love, I love, happy to talk about the I love talking days. about stuff like that. Oh, man. yeah. This is this is the Corey and Brian connection yeah, right here. I love talking he about, you know, sports. just like <laughs> athletics. and. But, like, were you – okay, let me back up. Were you like the best on your high school team? Oh, for sure. You had to Come be the best. On, like, for sure. You know, but so then I got to college, honest. and I'm like, they're all good. Like, yeah, everyone, exactly. Like the best Everybody the was best. the best yeah. on their team. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, what was that like in high school? Was it was lacrosse a popular thing at school? Oh, absolutely. Or was it like because at my school it was like no one heard. You know? Yeah, but it was like the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the Midwest. It was the Midwest. You know yeah. what I mean? But I mean, I was like, the cost is the coolest sport. My little sister actually played with it. Really? Played it for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, this is the coolest sport. It is cool. It's big now at my school. Really? Because like when I was in high school, they started like they started the team. Yeah. And now it's huge. It's I mean, it's as big as soccer. It's as big really? as baseball. It's I yeah, didn't know that. Lacrosse. How are you? Oh, no, shout not out to you. Sorry, Jinx. Oh, I'm talking high gotcha, school. gotcha. Yeah, that's like, but it's like huge. So, what was that like growing up in that environment? And then you know, like mixing that in, like how was, like, had you started following God at yeah. that point, or was like, does that Ooh. come later on in your life? Because I feel like a lot of people go through like, like high school, and essentially like they're just kind of going through the motions of like, hey, I'm existing here because I have to exist here. Yeah. And then college is when they start following God. Sure. Like, was any of that in there at that point, or oh. when did that get sprinkled in? No, I think, and that's when I was thinking about the podcast and following God. I was like, what are the pivotal moments, right? Yeah. That uh, or, or postures, if you will. And I think it started off with relationship. Mm. So I was homeschooled seventh and eighth grade because I asked my mom to and she was like I am not staying home with that child wow and then she prayed and the Lord was like you need to wow. <laughs> so I did and I remember I was a I was a deep thinker I'm still a deep thinker and I was like I asked my mom I'm like what is the purpose of life like I wake up every day Come eat cereal, on. and I do schoolwork, and I hang out with friends sometimes but like is there more you know like weighty yeah. question yeah and we were on a run, and they were in my driveway, I remember. And she's like, well, it's a relationship with Jesus. Like, mm. you have to ask him into your heart. Come on. I was like, okay. So I did, and, you know, I wish there were fireworks. Yeah. And, you know, heavens broke open. There wasn't. It was, like, yeah. this subtle draw of, mm. like, an intimate walk with him and what wow. it meant. Um, so it started, that was seventh grade, and uh, with my mom. That was a special time. That is really special. Mm-hmm. When did it start getting more serious for you? Um, definitely in high school, but I would say the next pivotal, pivotal moment was was college, right? You, you, you're kind of practicing walking and seeing what's modeled for you, but there's a, a shift of when you start, like there's an ownership of your faith yeah. where you're like, no, I actually want to pursue this. So at the time, I was in college. It was my junior season, 
Yeah. Um, I was playing at the University of Maryland. Prior, I was on the USA U19 team. We had just won a gold medal. Wow. Um, and I, I don't know. I didn't even know this about Ariana. <laughs> She's so yeah, humble. Yeah, me either. <laughs> it's like glory days. Yeah. Um, but going to college, my junior season, I was like preseason play of the year. I was up for the Torton Award, which is basically the Heisman for lacrosse. Whoa. And everyone's like, this is your big year. This is kind of your big moment. And I felt that. I trained really hard. And so come junior season, I prayed this prayer and was like, Jesus, break me. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, that can sound like super holy. Prayer. I have not prayed that person. <laughs> <laughs> I found out it worked. Yeah. But, no, it was more of me understanding, like, in that time, I thought relationship with God was punishment. And so mm. I was asking for that almost. Well, he miscon- He changed that. But at that time, that's the only way I know how to pray. Pray. Yeah. yeah. And so um, break me. He did. I end up getting two concussions back to back. Wow. So, you know, I had records at the school I had scored in every single game as a freshman I'd started every game so I, I went from this like really illuminated limelight to mm-hmm. being benched not only wow. benched but like with traumatic brain injuries like at home I had to leave school I was in a dark room for two weeks and wow um it was in that season that the Lord was like so clearly was like Carion you're building your own kingdom I want you to build mine wow and so at that time, you know, with perspective, mm-hmm. we could say like, oh, he robbed me from all the accolades. That I, no, like he he ripped off the very idol that would have ruined my life, would have yeah. swallowed me whole. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the pursuit of recognition and accolades and yeah. praise would have only continued yeah. in marriage and relationships and yeah. wow. every single facet of my life yeah. had he not ripped it out at its roots, which he yeah. did. So by his mercy, yeah. right, did he... Did he do that? Praise yeah. God. In relationship. So, wow. That was, I would say that was a big pivotal moment for me in college when I was like, oh, you talk to me. Wow. And you can hear me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and following him and attuning myself to his voice. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, did you go to like a ministry training school? I did. I went to Kanakuk Institute. Okay. That's oh, what yeah. I thought. Is that in? Yeah. Missouri. It, Missouri, yep. yep. And was yep. that after Middle your four-year <laughs> your four-year program? Or was that over a summer? Or what was that? Yeah. After after college, <laughs> I went to London for a year and then I went to Kanakuk. Wow. For about a school year. And where was that? Do you feel like the Lord led you to London? Yeah, I think with lacrosse, there's no room for travel. You know, it's like basically a job. Yeah. So I was like, I, I didn't get a spring break. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to spread my wings. So wow. I went and coached and, and taught at a boarding school. In Come London? on! Yeah. That is so fun. In London. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> That's so cool. Well, and you had a good experience. Loved it. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a season when you were like close with the Lord? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, what, what's difficult is lacrosse ends, right? So there yeah. was like this identity shifting of, well, who am I? Yeah. About this thing that I've devoted my life to, yeah. mm-hmm. essentially. Who am I now and yeah. what, what do I do? And so, again, by his kindness, I think he just took me away from where I was known, right, in Maryland and on the East Coast to <laughs> a foreign country where they don't really care about yeah. lacrosse. Wow. <laughs> What was that process like of, you know, go of, of essentially your identity, you know, shifting? Because you're right. Like, I see so many people have so much trouble because literally for their whole lives, they've been working towards, like, this one thing. Yeah. You know, especially in athletics. Yeah. Things like definitely. athletics, like, their whole life they've been, yeah. every weekend has been playing football, basketball, you know, baseball, da-da-da-da-da-da. And like it does become an identity thing. Yeah. And and then, you know, you get into a situation where an injury happens, or just naturally, like, you know, even if you play college at the highest level, it's like you don't make it to the pros. Right. It's like one percent right. of of people, you know, make it to the highest level of athletics. Yeah. And and then it's like they get into this identity crisis, and for some people, they stay in that identity Absolutely. crisis. For I, I hey, honestly, and some I of them the know rest of their lives, some yeah. 
some people who are still in that identity crisis 100%. today. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, they still don't know how to identify outside of what they did, yes. you know, in high school or yeah. what they did in college. You know, I, this is a really funny story. Uh, and sometimes parents are the people who push them. A hundred percent. To these, I remember I had a friend. Uh, I won't say his name. I was about to say his name. Crazy. Don't say, say his name. name. But, um, I mean, his dad was tough on him. But I didn't know how dad, how tough his dad was on him mm-hmm. until like I walked into his house one day and like on the whiteboard next to the door, it said no football, uh, no football scholarship equals military. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great way and to I was motivate. like, wow, that Just explains kidding. exactly why you are the way you are. Oh, yeah. Parents can be the worst. Yeah. I would I would coach people and have private lessons and have dads film their kids when they were in high school. And I'm like, you know that they can't be like the ACC player of the year. They're not even in college yet, you know? Um, But that's where I was really grateful for my parents and their perspective. I think every year my dad would ask, do you want to play? Wow. And I was like, that's so good. Yeah. Like, duh. Of course. And it was so that I would own it. Like it was my decision. Wow. He wasn't pushing or forcing. He loved to watch me play, but it was very strategic and asking. Yeah. So it was, I never felt forced. It was like a joy. Yeah. So what was that, what was that identity shift like? How, how did you walk through the waters of your identity shifting from like lacrosse superstar yeah. to Kari Ellen? Before <laughs> she answers the question though, I just yeah. want to say that, you know, I've experienced Kari Ellen mm-hmm. as a whole person. Same. And yeah. the fact that I just don't even know some of these things about you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, is a pretty good indicator that the Lord really puts you on the solid rock. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that we never struggle with things that we formerly struggled with, but man, like, I'm so impressed and mm-hmm. so proud of you. Thanks. That's a big deal. And some people never are able to, when they get to that level, to be able to get off of that place of identity attached to that thing. So I'm curious to hear because I think so many people really need wisdom of like how that happens. Yeah. Agreed. I think where we can get tripped up as like, you know, the Lord says there are seasons for everything. Yeah. It wasn't if I'm trying to figure out what my identity is next, like it's only the Lord can show and, and shepherd. Yeah. And so he out of his grace and kindness, we'll close out seasons well. Yeah, um, that's right. I remember my dad telling me, you know, Carlin, when the Lord says, you know, leave and cleave when you get married, mm. right? He's like, that's applicable when you're single. When you move from season to season, you need to cleave what was, yeah. leave what was yeah, um, in, in order to receive the new. So, that, so close out that season well. And the Lord will do that. He'll close it out if you actually give him access to that. Yeah. And so for me, for lacrosse, um, I remember my last game as a senior, I had come back after my concussions. And it was a pretty, like, volatile year for me. And I just played timid. And we were playing in the Final Four and played the worst game of my whole career. Like, mm-hmm. worst game. And you know, was devastated, was gutted. It was like, that's how I'm going to end. I didn't even feel like I was in my body. Mm. And um, again, by the kindness of God, the Lord allowed me to be a part of the U.S. team to close out the season. And now, you know, in the world's eyes, it's like, oh, I could go on and compete the World Cup. They, I was training for like two years, a part of the team, but then they pick a final 18 or 19 to go compete at the World Cup. Well, I didn't get chosen, but at the end of that time and in the training, I was the free, the freest I could ever be. He was like, wow. this is why you play, to be with your teammates, to serve them. And so it wasn't this bitterness, like we're fighting tooth and nail with each other, but like there was this freedom of like, I get to let it go. Like what a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the second point I had when I think about following God is this posture of receiving. Yeah, we never out of a posture of receiving. Mm. And so when I tried to grab hold of what lacrosse was to me, it became a striving like idol, you know. But when I received of like I get to play and he delights in that, I I could let it go. Mm -hmm. And so I remember there was one day he was like, look outside. Look at that tree. What does it do to grow? Mm. And I was like, nothing. 
Is that, that's right. It <laughs> yeah. receives. Yes. It receives the nutrients from the sun. It receives the water from the earth and like I allow it to grow. Yes. In the same way, he pre- he prepares the table for the day. Yes. Right? He pre- provides the manna, the communion for the day. And that is a recipient posture. We're yes. always in that posture. We never steer clear from that. We're always in the receiving end. Like apart from him, we can literally do nothing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? And so following God is being in that receiving posture because everything else is a gift. Like yeah. me playing was a gift. It wasn't my identity. It was like, no, this was the time. Yeah. Yes. And he, I mean, I know, it. I know he loved it. He's like, I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? Watching me play, but. It, it was never mine. Yeah. Mm. It was just, it, he uh, equipped me to do it and then on to the next. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting when we talk about things that are wrap, our identity is wrapped up in, and obviously if it's not the Lord, it's automatically an idol. It's interesting how s- when we think about that, we can demonize the thing that mm-hmm. our identity is wrapped up in. Yeah. Yes, but what I love so what you are saying is so many of these things that we idolize are actually gifts from God. Yeah. So they're good, yeah. right? But it's our heart that makes them bad. Right. And so, I don't know, that's just a, a, a tangent nugget that I heard you say. I'm like, yeah, yeah actually this is a gift. We just learn how we have to learn how to steward those gifts right. so that our hearts aren't tainted by the gift That's right. and That's worship right. the gift instead of the Lord, exactly. the gift giver. Right. Yeah. So that was really cool that you said that. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you go to Canacook <laughs> and was that like a season of encounter for you? Um, yes. I think I realized how much I loved his word. Come wow. on. We studied the Bible awesome. and it was, it came to life. Yeah. Yeah. And you went on a mission. Did you guys go on a mission trip? We didn't. Okay. Um, not at that time. We okay. we did like little treasure hunts where we'd go out and pray for people. But um, cool. I remember there was one particular time where I felt led to go to this hospital and um, I prayed for this woman who her husband uh, was in the hospital and having a surgery and uh, it was kind of random, right? But he ended up passing away and mm. the Lord knows like what we need and she needed encouragement and comfort. And so wow. that's, he brought us there. Come on. You know, so that was, that was cool to be like, you really care. Yeah. You, where did the Lord lead you after Canacook? After Canacook, I came to Nashville. Both my brother and sister were here. Oh, nice. So I was like, I want to join the party. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they all left. And so <laughs> I ended up leaving and um, ha- had a, a bit of a, a breakdown with, it was probably like when I came head to head with my concussions mm. and really needing more treatment Yeah. Um, of like the head trauma. Yeah. So I ended up moving home and kind of taking some time off. How did the Lord lead you in that season of navigating that? What happened? Can you tell, can you kind of explain what was happening in that season? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the hardest. Mm. Um, I, I just felt so confused and I never quit anything in my life. And here it was, it was just like, you want me to quit my job again? Mm. It was kind of those identity pieces of an athlete that you hold on to, you know, like I couldn't go to the gym without like pumping up. <laughs> I can now, I walk on a treadmill. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was one of the hardest seasons for sure. And, and kind of feeling like you're going home like to live with your parents you're an adult but the Mm. lord was healing pieces yeah within my family line wow um that was so purposeful for that time at home yeah wow and where do you follow god next from there um yeah i had at the time (laughs) it was like a series of disappointments there they were divine disappointments but i had applied to go back to school um at the time, I was getting my master's in social work and found this place in South Africa. Wow. Because I was like, just get me out of this place. Like, <laughs> um, So they, I had hit it off with this uh, guy who was uh, at a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. And he's like, you can come and be kind of the liaison and you can do your internship here. It was a three-year contract. So my family was like, no. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm leading safaris. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it fell through. I'd like got my visa and everything and everything fell through at the last minute. Like, wow. I still didn't even know why. Thank wow. you, Jesus. It just, it was a communication cut. And you still don't know why? I still don't know why. They stopped and communicating no. with you? Yeah. And you know, South Africa is a little bit different culturally. Yeah. yeah. But it just was clear, like cut communication. And we were, I was coming to visit to prepare everything so it was bizarre wow did you know you see so you didn't go i didn't go oh praise god no, i didn't go it was like <laughs> clear cut and I, yeah. I looked at dallas i looked at chicago i had all these different opportunities there was like just closed doors everywhere wow and so i was exhausted i'm like where do i go and he was like nashville and i was like oh, the, back the, to nashville. the place of death <laughs> 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 like, no he's like and i saw this picture of me and it, there was ashes all around it. And he's like, do you believe I can resurrect it? Wow. I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't. Well, why was Nashville that place for you? Why was Nashville a place of death for you? I think I think because it was, there was so much, there was just great suffering while I was mm. here. Yeah, it was a lot of, um, I was trying to figure out my head stuff. I was depressed. I wow. think, didn't really know job-wise what I wanted to do. Mm. Um and so coming back, it was like, that was the very thing I was trying to run away from. Yeah. Yes. And he was like, no, what if I could resurrect it? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I think this feels like a call. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up coming back to Nashville second round. Wow. When, how long ago was that? That was uh, four years ago. Four years four ago. Four and a half gotcha. years ago. Wow. Yeah, almost five. Almost five. Yeah. So how shortly after moving did we met? Moving back here, did we met? Meet. Meet. Excuse me. <laughs> that sounds right to me. Sound right to me too. We meet. Um, no, we met. I mean, within that first year, I was back. I'm pretty crazy. sure. Wow. Yeah. Or second. Yeah. Yeah. We we met at a Bible study, mm-hmm. and that night, I don't even remember what the topic was. <laughs> You know, at a Bible study, when there's like somebody going through something real and they like suck up all the air in the room because, like, the moment it's their turn, they just start crying. Maybe guys don't experience this. No, <laughs> but <we don't>. girls, <laughs> they just start crying. I have no clue. And then, oh, well, I mean, I'm doing like spiritual it, content. It literally yeah. morphs, into, morphs into like the group is now ministering to one person. Mm. Right? So, Car Helen and myself were those people on that night. 100%. We were, I was going through such a hard season mm-hmm. and Carielen had just, I remember you literally shared what you shared just now at the group yeah. and you're like, I'm back. This is such a hard season. Like this is what had just happened. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I, our hearts connected. Yes. We didn't even like, like talk. We were both talking about our experiences, but I was like, yes, I'm not alone in this. Like trauma release yeah <laughs> really it was indeed you know? i remember brian being like and you're late again <laughs> he's like picking you up oh yeah that's right oh yeah <laughs> he's like you're car? always i don't late. know yeah oh yeah he would always pick me up from group and then it would always go over like an hour <laughs> hour and a half we were busy crying we were really we <laughs> that's so cool so so you felt like the lord was leading you to nashville yeah he shows you ashes he says you trust me to resurrect it. Mm-hmm. You are now, we'll come back to the season in Nashville, but you are now leaving. The Lord is leading you mm-hmm. out of Nashville. Yeah. Do you feel like the Lord did what he said? Yes. Yes, he did. Wow. How did he do that? Yeah. I think it's it's funny, right? If you were to scatter plot my life, yeah. just based off of experience, you'd see, you know, like she was born here, like first concussion here or whatever. Or just facts, remove the spiritual element out of it and scatter bought it, you would see a lot of trauma, a lot of loss, and a lot of death. Wow. And this is why, but God, right? Yeah. yeah. But God, we have to have an, a different, like, eternal perspective. Yep. So, how yeah. can I still look at my life and realize, like, I'm more free than I've ever wow. been? Um, Come on. Feel more peaceful. Yes. And I go, go back to, um, you know, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. kinds. Yes. Right? So the testing of your face produces steadfastness. Let your steadfastness have its full of effects. You'll be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Like yes. that's wholeness. Yes. Straight yep. up wholeness. Yep. 
isn't that what what the Lord wants us to become one with him? Yeah. And so I needed his perspective on yeah. all and he was willing and I think part of my my coming back to Nashville was him showing me I was there. Yeah. yeah. I was there. Yeah. And him resurrecting the pieces, not like forget it. No, I'm going to take you hand in hand. We're going to walk through it because that's the only way. Yeah. Like we can try to buy step it back. At some point, we will have to walk through. Without yeah. a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, I know Cardi Allen to be a woman of great perseverance. Mm -hmm. Great perseverance. In just four and a half years, almost five years, I've watched her persevere through hard seasonal circumstances physical stuff physical trauma yeah emotional stuff spiritual opposition yeah. mm -hmm. and my god <laughs> the lord is making you perfect lacking nothing yes and that's i just believe like that's how people are going to know you yeah as a person that lacks nothing because the lord has you know helped you persevere and it's just so so powerful i obviously like we're talking about following God today. And one of the things that put such a special, put, you put such a special, you were a, such a special place in my heart is because you would tell me the most <laughs> crazy things that you were doing with God. And it was so inspiring. Yeah, It was so inspiring. Like she used to live in this house and there was a park close by or some kind of park. I don't know. Fort Nagley. Yeah. It's not a park. It's I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and the Lord Sparkle would Monday. literally tell her, like, go walk out there. Go, like, walk out there. Yeah. And it would be at night. It's, like, not safe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she would do it. She would, like, get up and she would go outside. And he would, like, talk to her about the most wild things. And he would, like, tell her to preach to the trees and, like, preach to the birds. <laughs> and, like, he would, like, train her. Can we have her talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just had to like set it up in case she yeah. wasn't going to say that. No, part. I, oh. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to us about just that whole process of like, like, what is it? Like, what is that interac interaction between you and God? Yeah. It's a like, special what one. What does that? Oh, he's my what best does friend. that? Yeah, yeah. What is your daily interaction with the Lord? No, we have to look like? We have to come back to that. Tell without, the story and then yeah. answer the question. I want you to tell the story within the context of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. use that story as like the lesson, you know, to teach people like what what your relationship, because I think everybody's is different. Yes. Is a little bit different. But like, right. you know, using that story or any other stories that you have. Like, I mean, I know that there's a number of stories. I want to hear about the Hawaii one. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But, you know, use those stories just to kind of like, you know, show us, give us a glimpse into what following Jesus, following the Lord looks like for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Stories for days. Oh, tell I them all. I knew San was going to open this can of worms. <laughs> um, she, she was the one like, guess what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that she would respond without shame. <laughs> <laughs> we just understand, like, there's so much blessing in radically following Jesus. Yeah. yeah like, this is not a podcast about cutesy, like, no. oh, the Lord told you to lay the thing down. No, it's like, what if the Lord tells you to move to Asia? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. go? Right. Yeah. It's like, no, Cardi Ellen really is serious about following God. Yeah. And she, she's been tested in the secret place mm -hmm. to do really obscure things. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's found her faithful. Amen. And so he's going to trust you with much. Amen. Yeah. Tell us those stories. Yeah. Um, I think the there's a monumental one where... You know, we were in the middle of COVID, and I remember him saying, um, I want you to dunk yourself yeah. in the bathtub for 30 days, and I want you to have a picture of your brain that of how you want it to be, mm -hmm. and you'll be healed. And so every day, like a crazy person, I would dunk myself in faith and come up and just declare, like, new vision, clarity, um, clarity of thought, just all the things that I had wanted. Um, and he, so I did that. And in that season, you know, he would, he would take me out. I'd go preach to the birds. I mean, exactly. I would build altars. I just did what he said. I tuned to his voice. Wow. Um, and it was, so no one was watching. And I think about Abraham and it was like, it was all about faith. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was about following God is about faith. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, all the blessings that come from men with like relationships and marriage and prevent like provision, mm-hmm. all those are wonderful and they're a part of him. But it's really about faith. That's the thing that's eternal that we'll get to take into heaven. Yeah. Um, and us building this intimate relationship and this this flow. And so um yeah, I think I just took him up on you're in everything. If his goal was you're going to unite all things back to himself, things mm-hmm. on heaven and things on earth. I'm like, I could see him in everything. Wow. I didn't want to limit him. Yeah. So that was podcast, music, books, um, you name it. Like he was in all Yeah. creation. Um, so how, how could I see him in that? Mm. And so then it just became like a treasure hunt with like, do this, go here, do that. And in it, he was building my faith, but also like helping prune the things that needed to in my character. Yeah. Right. I remember there was this one time I was trying on a dress in the gulch yeah. and I ripped it. And so like a little scary cat ran away and I was like, Oh, look at my, and I like <laughs> ran out. And he was like, you go back and you tell them that you ripped it. And wow. I was like, why? <laughs> tell them that. And it was like, no, no, no. Like you're accountable to that. Wow. And so I went back and I was like, knowing full well, they could be like, okay, you got to pay for it or not. They could have it like tremendous mercy <laughs> it was an expensive dress <laughs> and so i was like i ripped it and they're like oh it's okay no worries i was like praise god <laughs> but it was just like little moments like yes. that like he cares about the day to day he does he does he and does. he cares about the things that we in in all yeah and so yeah, yeah the, does that give you a little snapshot into Yes. Yeah. Some like crazy stories. Can I share something? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I really love about Kari Ellen is that she's willing to wait on the Lord. Yeah. And she's willing to pray for people. Yes. Like, obviously, we're asking her her story about you know her experience, but I just have to say I've watched Kari Ellen serve yeah. people. And just her heart of generosity with her time, her talents, and her treasure. It's like you're just exemplary in that. Yes. And one of the ways that we got to know each other really well in following God was ministering to people in hidden places Mm -hmm. for hours. Yeah. (laughs) For hours. And I had never found somebody besides my husband that was willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. For real, yeah. like yeah. willing to follow God because following God, that yeah. d- it's not, I think that there can be like a prosperity gospel bent to like the message of follow God, like follow God and everything will be taken care of yeah. and you will prosper Without and your couple runneth over and Without you will never doubt. struggle Without a day a in your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then Jesus says, foxes have dens, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that was his experience on the earth, then we shouldn't be shocked when we follow God and he takes us into a desert where we have to trust him for daily bread. Yeah. Actually, and this is a really powerful revelation, everybody who God used powerfully, he took them into the wilderness. Yeah. He drove them into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Everybody, (laughs) you think about everybody, Abraham, Mm -hmm. Moses, John the Baptist, Jesus. He drove them all into the wilderness. Yeah. And then you can even say wilderness season. Daniel, Joseph, yeah. you know, all the, the mighty men and women. David. Yeah. I mean, he lived a lot of a lot of the Psalms that we read were written in the wilderness, in places where God had led them into. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a really powerful thing. You know, when you're following God, don't be surprised when he leads you into the wilderness. And the reason why, like, this is a revelation that I got about being led into the wilderness uh, is because when you're in the wilderness, everything is stripped away from you. You know, the wilderness is like, is known as a barren, dry place Mm -hmm. where it's hard for things to grow. And God loves places like that because he has your full attention. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So even in coming back to Nashville, as I was thinking about your story, it's like, of course God would bring you back to this place that <laughs> signifies death and that signifies Dang, hardship crazy. so that he can bring you and he could have your full attention Yeah. yeah. to be able to teach you what it looks like 
to follow him and yeah. to like to be so tuned to his voice. And I yeah. think that was the same for Sonia and I, you know, our story when we moved to Nashville after we got married, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was like, you know, it was very hard. Yeah. But it was like our for me, like my ears were tuned to the Lord and I was yes. like having to follow him at every step of the way. Yeah. You know, like, Lord, what are you saying? How do you want me to do this? And like there will be it would be really hard. Yes. It would be really, really, really hard. Yeah. But it was like, man, he was in the middle and in the midst of it all. Um, and I just think that, man, people who are listening to this podcast, I just pray that you would get the revelation that if if wherever God leads you, he's covering you. Yeah. yeah. He's covering you. Yeah. He's got you in the palm of his hands. It's like, you know, the, the Israelites. Yeah. You know, it's the Israelites in the wilderness, you know, during that 40 years held within the hand of God. Yeah following him like he would say okay pick up the tent and go yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah it's like you know when you see the cloud follow the cloud you know what i'm saying it's like Absolutely. wow what an exhilarating life to live when God is, is is dictating every step that you take. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that's really cool from, you know, your experiences and everything that I've heard. I feel like you've really lived a special life, you know, following God. But I really want to hear the Hawaii story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really want to hear the Hawaii story. story. Well, I will say that was some of the best times, like ministry yeah. in my home. Yeah. How I even got the home was a, a gift I remember going to out to Bethel and the Lord convicting me. And I was like, I really want to pray for me people. And he's like, you won't even pray for your neighbor, wow. like your friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, conviction, you know, and it's true. I'm like, but if I had a, a nice home, like with white crisp linens, I would, he's like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> but he ended up streamlining this like prayer home. And I would, uh, that's where yep. Sana and I did a lot of ministry together. And I just, that was like some of the best, yeah. Time yes. to make sure I said that. Um, special. special, really yeah. special. Um, and us surrendering. Yeah. Like, Lord, we don't know what we're doing, but we're willing. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what do we do with that? <laughs> How do we debrief. pray for that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's try for Let's go for an hour and just try. <laughs> we're going to try it out. We're going to try it out. Oh. No, so I learned funny. so much. Uh, Kari Ellen has. The Lord has given her a genius for healing. Yes. For real. She, yeah. He's given her a genius for healing the soul and the body. Yes. And so much learning from that. Mm. And then the Lord has just given me enough boldness to just do deliverance. And so we would tag team of how to navigate people's souls and spirits. Yeah. And it was really powerful. It was so special. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question? Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Sorry. It's Everybody all good. wants to talk about Hawaii. <laughs> so it was a time where, at, at the time, I was working for a healthcare tech company here in Nashville, and the Lord had told me, like, your assignment, I was learning how to build a culture. I was in sales, but he said, you're you're actually learning how to build a culture. Wow, Come on. so good. So um, was there for, like, four and a half years, loved, loved, Loved the leadership, loved where I was, loved the training. I still do a lot, take a lot from that season. Um, and then I ended up, I started doing these 30-day, or it was a, a fast based on my birthday year. Mm. Um, and so at the end of the fast, the Lord was like, quit your job. And I was like, is it what? Wow. Like, I have a mortgage. This doesn't make sense. Um, so I knew I just had to be obedient. So the next day I put in my notice, and the, my boss was wonderful. He's like, I get it. Um, and he was a believer. And so I was like, I have no reason to. I love it here. I I just, I think it's time to go. And so I had a break in between jobs. And so it was like this, uh, 30 days. And so I spent, I was like, I'm going to go write my book. I'd always wanted to write a book. I'm like, finally have time. I'm going to go to Hawaii. And um, it ended up being what I didn't know. I was supposed to go to Paris. COVID shut that down because I was going to look at wedding dresses. Wow. And the Lord changed my course. He's like, you're going to Hawaii. And I'm like, okay, can't complain. <laughs> um, but it was kind of a foreshadowing of what was to come. And it was like, this is changing. We're shifting gears here. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being like a total grieving time in Hawaii. Mm. And... So I got to Hawaii barely. Um, I was in the middle of breaking off an engagement. And wow. so while I was there, the Lord was calling me to life in the middle of like circumstantial death. Wow. Yeah. And um, 
some of the most treasured time there in Hawaii. And um, I was staying at the YWAM and um, at their Go Center. And then I don't know, this idea of staying somewhere like palace-like, I was like, definitely my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you? I had f- like four days covered and I needed an extra four days. And there was a couple of friends who had reached out. They're like, you could stay here. And I was like, he's going to work it out. I'm just going to wait on him. So I literally have my bags packed, nowhere to go in Hawaii. It was just like an adventure. I'm like, where are we going? And the day prior, I had ran into this. He told me to go to these waterfalls. I went, they were closed. So I ended up getting, I really wanted a lay, those lays that everyone has. Mm -hmm. And so he brought me to this farmer's market where they're giving out lays. And there was this woman who was there with her husband and child, and they were like Gucci from head to toe. I mean, like... (laughs) Posh. That's gonna be my family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, be my gone. wherever they are, I want. So she had this back bag, and it was. I was like, oh, that'd be fun to go to some shops that I can't purchase anything. I'll just browse. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, That's every lady's yeah. perspective. I'll just browse. I'll just browse. Pretend I look like her. Um, yeah. And so it, I, I'm a camper now, but it was like Hulalele. But it, I end up looking it up, and it was this Four Seasons Resort. Uh, <laughs> And so here I am, fast forward to the next day, bags are packed. And I'm like, where are we going, Jesus? Like, I have nowhere to go. And he's like, go to the resort. And I was like, I'm sorry. The, the Four Seasons? Like, I can't afford that. Like, there's no, like, are you kidding? I mean, it was $2,000 a night, something wild, like crazy. And um, they didn't have the right room for me that said it was only for, like, special Four Seasons guests for a period of time. So I was like, this, this is nuts. So I'm no, driving. Tell him. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm driving Maybe my little Kia. Yes, yeah. I'm driving yeah. my little Kia and I'm sweating. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. I was like, I'm already in a fragile state. Like, don't be messing with me right here, right now. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I asked the Lord, I'm like, what do I say? He said, your name. And I'm like, that's it. I say my name. So I end up going, I pull up to the Four Seasons. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? They got to kick me out in my little Kia and amidst all the Porsches and everything. And so I pull up and they're like, hi, welcome to the Four Seasons. Do you have a reservation? And I was like, I do. And they're like, okay, what's the name under? Say my name. They're like, we don't, we don't see that name <laughs> anywhere. Did someone, you know, reserve this for you? And I said, my father did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And they're like, what's his name? I was like, no, it's under my name. (laughs) So they're like, okay, well, why don't you continue down and we'll get everything set up at guest services. I was like, okay. So I go like in great trepidation. (laughs) It's like in the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, like ever been a part of. I don't go to resorts for all everybody needs to know for your podcast. Um, I will. That's right. Hallelujah. But so I go and... I, the guy that opens the door has revelation, uh, a tattoo. I think it's 21 where it's like the marriage supper of the lamb. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And so there was all these things that were coming into play. And the attendant, the concierge was Joshua. And the Lord's like, we're about to part the Red Sea. And so I'm sitting there just praying, Jesus speaking in John's. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like I'm sitting there. They're bringing me my ties. And I'm like. I don't, I'm a, I think I'm foolish. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, Jesus, I, I'm not in the best mental state. Like, we're grieving. I'm grieving this loss. And he, it was just like, shh, calm down. And so they come out, and they're like, we don't see a reservation, but hang on one second. So then they pause, and then they come back. And <laughs> they're like, actually, there's a room that opened up. It's right outside. The wedding tree is like what they called uh, the place where people got married, but it was right outside my balcony. Wow. And so the Lord downloaded so much around covenant. And so in the midst of like my broken covenant, if you will, earthly, he was restoring covenant with me, reminding me in his sweetness, like my covenant is sure, wow. steadfast, it's faithful. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Wow. And I'll take care of your heart. And he, I mean, he brought me to this place and, um, so I, there's so many stories attached to it, but I, I just 
left the debt. And I was like, you said you'd pay for it. And mm. he did. Wow. Paid and it off. Mind you, every other day I'm calling Hawaii. I'm calling Karyan Hawaii. She's like, the Lord is telling me to go to a resort. I'm going to go check it out tomorrow. <laughs> and then she would come back. Okay, this is what I told them that the, my father made the reservation. They let me in. And literally, I'm... I would get off the phone and be like, Brian, the Lord leads Carion in the most remarkable way. And I'm just sitting over here like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, the Lord's going like, to do only, it. Only our friend Carion. <laughs> I was like, the Lord's going like, to do Carrie it. Ellie, and yeah. she's like sending me pictures of like wedding dresses and like rings and like all these crazy things that God is doing. And it's just like, that's the testament of your life. Yeah. yeah. And you're literally in a week or two, following God to the next place. Yeah. Wow. And I, I can't wait to hear about all these stories. Yeah. Because I know when the Lord calls you, you will follow him. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be so much fruit because of it. Yes. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen after that season. But yes. we're here for you. We love you. We're championing you. Absolutely. We believe in we you. We believe in you, We believe in your ability Thank to you. hear God and follow him. Absolutely. I mean, Tom and Brian were my first call in Hawaii. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and you're so deserving of Thank the you. fullness of redemption and the fullness of wholeness and all the keys of the kingdom that the Lord is going to show you and you're going to use. And so yeah. if you could. I want to share one scripture yep, before. Absolutely. Yeah. And. It's John 10, verse 27. It says, my sheep know my voice, mm -hmm. yes. and I know them, and they follow That's right. me. That's right. I love that. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to pray for all those out there, yes. you know, who are, maybe they're struggling to follow the voice of the Lord right now. Yeah. yeah. That God would just draw them close, that they'd be able to hear. Yeah. And that they'd be able to know what he's saying and how to follow him. Mm. Absolutely. I'd love to pray. Mm. Thank you all. Absolutely. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity. I just pray right now. Um, you say that eternal life is to know you. Mm. And so I pray for everyone listening here that they would know you tangibly. They would taste and see. Taste meaning experience, seeing meaning perception. Jesus, they would have your eternal perspective and they would experience your goodness, your steadfast love, Jesus. I just release an impartation of radical faith to these listeners and beyond, Jesus. Um, you're so fun. You're so fun and you're adventurous. And I just thank you, Jesus, that at the end of the day, we will account everything that we did, every word that was spoken, Jesus, and may it be unto faith in following you, Jesus. That's what really matters. And so I just pray a blessing for people who cannot hear the voice of the Lord. May their ears be attuned right now in Jesus' name. I pray for a posture of, of receiving for everyone on this podcast to, to remind us of the good gifts and where we are. To be in relationship with you, Jesus, we have to be in relationship with you, mm. right relationship with who you are, and relationship with who you say we are. All three of those matter, the triune. So body, soul, and spirit, I just ask for healing mm. and deliverance as we pursue wholeness to be one like you, Father. Bless this time. Bless the Neras. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.